Hey, welcome to The Sample Cupboard, the place tucked away from the hustle and bustle where we come to have a chat about whatever's on your mind. I'm Johnny. And I'm Kay, and we're here to sample all of life's ups and downs in all their glory. Grab a drink, get comfy, and close the door behind you. Welcome to episode one. Yeah, we need some sound effects, otherwise I'm going to want to keep doing them. I know. I'm, I literally wanted to do some sound effects then, but I'm not. I'm growing, I'm learning. I'm a podcasting professional hub. I would love actually this series to record in a studio rather than at home and record in person. We're manifesting this because we actually are allowed now. Yeah, I know. We need to. I think it'd be, it'd be fun to record in person and get some video. Yeah, and it will sound really great. Um... So yeah, lots lots planned, lots planned. How are you, babes? How how has your week been? I'm good, thank you. I'm really good. I'm very excited that we're back filming. How's your week been? Yeah, fine. It's just been like so busy with work at the moment. But I did actually just mm. finish the Pride campaign for the company <gasps> yes. that I'm working for, which is really sweet. Um, they came to me and asked me if I wanted to like head up on the graphics and the promotion for it. So I've just finished off doing all that, which has been really nice and nice to actually like start a big project and see it through till the end whilst I've only been there for like four months. Yeah, and that they came to you as well to do it. Yeah, yeah. So that's been good to sign that off uh not had any further updates on holidays or staycations or anything which is really sad but i have had lots of like little weekends away uh and i've got like a bottomless brunch next weekend i'm going down to london the day after which is going to be friggin hell but you know oh we're gonna you we're gonna do, do that it. you make the most of those of weekends you really do have yeah to say. i don't like to i don't i can't just sit around on a hangover unless i'm absolutely dying I can't do it because the, the guilt is just too much. You're really good at that, actually. If we'd been out, I would text Johnny like, are you alive? And I'll still be in bed at like 4pm and Johnny will have been on like a hike. He'll have made breakfast for the family. <laughs> He'll have done like so many things. And I, I don't know how you do it, but I it is better, isn't it's it? It's called faking it till you make it. Like genuinely, like pretend that you're not hungover and it goes away. <laughs> Just like a, a, an annoying child, pretend it's not that, and it just goes away. <laughs> so where have you booked for brunch? Uh, we've got place in rugby, Casa Loco. Oh, I'm jealous, Mexican food. Yeah, Mexican, it'd be really nice. And then there's a little cafe underneath it called The Hideout that does like coffee in the day and then drinks oh, in the nice. afternoon. So we're planning on going there, it's two for one as well, which is pretty oh. good. Uh, and then just rolling around town. I didn't know Casa Loco did um, bottomless. No, well, I went with uh, my fam just when we were sort of like allowed to go back and on the back of their menu, it had the bottomless brunch thing. And I was like, oh my God, I'm definitely going there. So yeah, we booked to go there. It's going to be really fun. Incoming pictures with sombreros. Absolutely. Oh yeah, all the tequilas. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Oh, I'm jealous. That'll be a maze. Yeah. And then you're going to London. What have you got planned in London? So we're going to the Tate. Um, to see, there's a, like a mirrors exhibition there, which I really want to see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forget her name. She does a lot of the dot drawings and suspended lights, and it's this eternal room of mirrors, which I'm really excited to see. And then drinks at Ali Pali, because they've oh, got yes. a big beer terrace up there. It. It looks so so good. we're going to go and see that and have a few drinks. So, yeah, oh. it'll be good. And probably a bit of shopping as well, because I'm in serious need of some retail therapy. Yes, you need to. London shopping's great, like vintage markets and stuff. They're my fave there. Yeah, and just shopping in person. I miss it so much. I really miss it. Anyway, we're digressing. Let's talk <laughs> about what we're talking about today. Yes. So 
this episode, Johnny named it, and I thought, genius. You say it, because I'm just not going to do it justice. I was going to say it then, but I put... Shall I sing it? You've got to work. Cover girl. Work it, girl. <laughs> Give it a twirl. Do your thing. Ba -da -ba -ba. On the runway. Work. Yeah. We're both dancing. I, don't, I forget <laughs> that we're not putting the video out, but we're both dancing right now. This episode is called You Better Work, and it is our job update, because I know that you all want to secretly hear about what we're doing with our lives outside the podcast. Yes, can you believe it? We actually do another job as well as this. <laughs> so... What are we talking about today then? What are we doing now? Interviews, how we felt and like what's changed about our job experience, interview dramas. Because also it's been two years now. Yeah. So out of the two years that we've graduated, 18 months has been pandemic. Sucks to be us. I do feel even more so for the graduates from last year who didn't even get a graduation. Imagine if you and I didn't get a graduation, we would have kicked off. Oh God, yeah. We'd probably still be crying about it. Now, if you are a graduate that's tuning in and you didn't get a graduation, we'll throw you message on. us. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if we can sort something out. Even if we just get you on the podcast and you can rant about it to us and tell us about how it was and what you did in Instead. spite of the graduation. Because I know that the actual graduation ceremonies aren't happening at the moment, but I know that you're all partying anyway. Yeah, of course. I expect nothing less. <laughs> So yeah, this week we wanted to talk about job updates, what we've been doing, how we found the interview process. So, where should we start? Let's start with you then, because you're the one with the big job update, so let's go. Yes! So Tell last us. week we did like a little mini intro episode to the series, but if you missed it, I'll just fill you in. So last week I got some really exciting news that I've got a new job! Yeah! It's all happened very quick. But I was saying in the last episode, I'm particularly excited because obviously the job role is really exciting. It's digital marketing, I forgot to mention, which I've been in a marketing e-commerce role for the last six months. Obviously I was in buying a merch before, went to marketing and e-com and now I'm in sort of digital marketing. Is it for fashion or is it a different sector? It's across all areas right, for okay. the retailer. I won't say who it is just yet because... yeah. I've got to keep that under wraps. But yeah, it's like across everything. So for example, for my interview, they asked me to put together like a digital marketing plan for a beauty campaign, but they do clothing, homeware, everything. So um, I don't know, I'll get all sorts of, all sorts of categories. Mm. Yeah, so it's really exciting. It sounds great though, because you've got loads of things to keep you busy and it mean you get a really like broad experience don't want to dangle the carrot but i know the retail as well and i know just how broad their reach is and the amount of stuff they do so it sounds like it's going to be really exciting and where's it based it's not based back in middies is it so that's the even more exciting part so it is based in london she's coming back to the city oh, yeah. yeah it's full-time work from home at the mo and probably until like autumn sort of time um and then they are just permanently adopting flexible working hours what do you think about that by the way because i think a few companies have like the company i'm in now wants me full time back in the office from next week um so i'm very happy that this new company is flexi hours but i think yeah. some people are a bit unsure about it yeah i think i'm definitely all for the flexible working and hours because it means you can be in as much or as little as you want i'm very much a social person i miss the office like i want to be back in it but i know before when i was working and they were doing a flexible 
rotor because of covid i really enjoyed being able to go in for two weeks and work from home for one because it just meant that i could like do all my meetings do all my team stuff when i was in and then when i got home i could do all of my individual stuff and it meant that my balance just felt really right and obviously that changes depending on what job you're doing and and what yeah like where you are in the company but i'm i'm all for it i can see why people are skeptical about it though yeah i don't know i think at first when people were um when they made like covid rotors i mean i didn't have any of that so i didn't really because i was working in on the covid side so i was like in every day it wasn't a obviously a work from home job but when it was kind of dictated that you had to be on this day you had to be on that i don't think i would have liked that but i think now this Mm. is going to be pretty much in my hands it's the sort of control that I don't think you would get at like this level in a job. Normally quite, that's more senior levels can be like, oh, I'm working from home. Or... Yeah, it feels like we're getting a bit of like the manager's privileges. Yeah, I know, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I am a bit overworking from home. Like today, for example, one of the um, girls got her dog up on Zoom and normally I get so excited about it, but I just thought, come on, wrap this up. Like it's yeah. nearly lunchtime. <laughs> I've seen the dog for the last six months. Like, it doesn't look any different. God, I'm negative, aren't I? novelty's fucking wearing off today oh no the novelty has seriously worn off like people like somebody could have shown me a pet hamster on a (laughs) zoom call six months ago and i'd have probably wet myself with like excitement thinking it was cute also why are people still accidentally on mute like this is not a thing oh no (laughs) these fucking calls for a year some people have been like working from home for a year now why are you still accidentally on mute john like fucking turn your mute button off Uh, or oh, can you hit can okay. everyone just see my screen of course i can see it yeah we've been looking at it for the past 12 months jane um, but anyway i'm digressing so yeah it, it's gonna be um a part flex part whatever and then hopefully i'll move back to london in the new year yeah yeah so talk to me about your interview then what was that like obviously big role big company big interview i'm assuming big interviews plural yes my interview is in the afternoon and in the morning I'd had another interview. I was stressed because I was working from home that day, sorry for my previous employers listening to this. So I was doing work in between the interviews, stressing myself out. Did you tell your employer that you were going for another role? Because I think that's something people always get concerned about is like, do you let your current job know? Do you tell anyone? Do you tell a few people? Like, what's the crack? Did you tell anyone? Yeah, so, I told everyone at the job, which I wouldn't normally do if I'm looking for a new job, but because of the like nature of my contract, the reason I left my previous job basically was because, maybe I should start with that, was because um, it's a temporary contract. There was basically no, they said that they don't have enough like funding for a permanent employee in the role that I was in, because I was kind of brought in to help out a few different teams. So they knew that because I really wanted a permanent job and they couldn't fulfil it, that I was looking for other things. Um, and I said it originally to like tempt them to give me a full-time permanent <laughs> role, but it didn't work. So they knew I was like actively looking. So yeah, they did. Um, so that's kind of a perk from working from home, I guess. You can be a bit sneaky with your interviews and not have to take a day's mm. leave for it. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. recommend doing that and having two interviews on the same day because I was red as a beetroot, stressed, running around all day. You can't help it though, can you? Like they just give you the date and you're like, yeah, I can do it because you don't want to risk not being able to do it. I know. And then working from home as well. But I would, I would say the benefits outweigh the, the drawbacks of having to actually go to an interview in person. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, my first interview was on the afternoon after I'd had a really, really bad interview for somewhere else. And I 
we'll talk about this in a bit but like I haven't luckily had many bad like technical difficulties or anything but this it was just like fucking calamity Jane <laughs> everything was going wrong on the interview and one of the interviewers was so rude there was like a few people in, in the interview they were so rude and just really put me in a bad mood and so I was like, I really, really want to do well for this next interview. Like, but I was in my head, I was like, so it's just going to be as bad as that. I'm not doing it. Like, I, I'm not going to get the job. I'm not going to do it. And I thought, fuck it. I've got this far to get an interview. It's a really good p- company that I really want to work for. I need to stop being negative and pretend this morning didn't happen. So I like went on a walk around the block, tried to sort myself out, give myself a reality check, and mm. then had the interview. And like, as soon as I saw the interviewers, I was just like, this is going to go really well. Like. You know when you just vibe with them? Vibes with Yeah. You get an initial reaction, don't you? Because people say they know in 30 seconds whether you're going to be right for the job or not. But I think that's a two-way thing. You get the vibe from them mm. as to whether it's right. Definitely. And you're going to be working with those people as well. Like, the interviews... Yeah. Some interviews I've had, like, I wouldn't even be on that person's team. And I find that really hard to gauge. But, yeah, so I had that interview. It was... And I think it was, like, originally half an hour long. But it ended up being about an hour. And I think that's another way you can tell if it's going well. Because if they want to keep you talking for longer, ask you more questions. Um, and it's more like a chat. And then within a few days, they rang me and said, can you do us a presentation? So then, like, a week later, I did that. And then within like two weeks, I got the job. I've never had a turnaround so quick as this. That's really quick. I know. So yeah, you've been interviewing as well. What's been your most recent one? How did it go? Yeah, so I've had a few sort of in the last three months, uh, a couple that kind of didn't really come to anything. They were more like informal chats with just people who were potentially looking for people to, to join the company. I don't know if you've ever had that when people sort of reach out to you or they apply, they reach out with a job opportunity and they say, oh, well, we're not really sure if we can take this person yet or we're not really sure if we're going to have headcount or whatever. So I've had a couple of them, particularly on the design front and in the creative field, it's so like hit and miss as to whether there'll be opportunities or not. So yeah, I've had a couple of them that have just been like five minute phone calls and with recruiters as well, who just want to get to know you so that they can put you on a database. So they've been quite good. But yeah, the most recent ones I've had have been for uh, a big department store as well. Just happens to be the same one, which is really coincidental (laughs) because neither of us knew anything about it. But yeah, the first was a chat with HR over the phone. So they were just some general questions like talk me through your CV and why do you want the job? So I think you kind of have those down pretty much, especially when you've spent as long on your CV as we have over the last six, seven months. Uh, You know it off by heart. And then the second, once I got through that, was with the head of the department. So again, that was really, really chilled though. Uh, That was just an informal chat and they basically asked me the same questions as HR did. And then there was a third stage after that, which was more formal interview questions. So quite rigorous and... I really tried to make sure that I was giving them the most mm. information possible and that I tried not to repeat myself on the last time that they asked me the questions, like think of new examples, yeah. think of new things to, to sort of speak about. Because the third phone call was like really job specific. So it was about using your creative knowledge and your creative expertise and mm. how detail focused are you in this situation and like really like niche examples of, of how you can apply yourself in the job. So that took me a bit by surprise, I'm not going to lie, because I'd like prepared some mm. more general interview questions, but 
nothing that was quite so specific as these things and I did have to take a breath and think rather than try and like ramble about nothing trying to get words out I think that's quite good to to note if you're ever in an interview when you are really struggling don't just try and bullshit your way through it because the interviewer can see right through it I've always well recently been trying to just take a breath and think about it yeah. pause for a little bit and then go with your answer a tip that I learned was um if you really don't have a fucking clue just ask them to repeat the question and while they're talking that buys you a bit more time basically <laughs> oh my god I that's don't brilliant. The time. it's the best tip I've ever learned this actually brings us on quite nicely to our interview drama section yes I'm gonna kick off because I wouldn't say I've had any particular like dramas in the interviews, but I've had some really hideous interviews that have just been so hideous to sit through. Painful. Yeah, yeah. The the most recent one though was one I had in in lockdown mm. last year, and it was actually for a company that I'd already worked for, so mm. I knew the people interviewing me. It was for a different role in that company, but still on the same department, if that makes any sense. And yeah. it was a Zoom interview. It lasted nearly two hours. And in that interview, I was grilled, like general interview questions. Then I had to prepare a presentation. I had to do a market review of the of a specific department that I knew nothing about. And I got absolutely pasted on this interview. As in like with the tone of voice of they know you can't do it. Because sometimes I've had interviews like that where they're like questioning your... You can tell they're questioning your ability and you're like, ah! Just like question after question after question. You know when you're trying to get an answer out and you're trying to think around mm. it, but before you've almost finished, they're like, and what about this? Oh, do you not think about this? Oh, wait, about that though. Actually, this maybe. Did you think about this? What about this? I can't see much of this example. Mm. This is good, but I don't think this is quite on the money. Did you think about That's anything so else? It, it just bombards you. Cheeky, cheeky. No, I said critiquing. Oh, critiquing. <laughs> critiquey and cheeky but <laughs> considering that I knew these people like I was really nervous for it as well but it was at the company that I'd already worked for I knew mm. the people I mean I probably I didn't go in thinking I've already got the job no I didn't do that at all but I did sort of think oh it's going to be chilled they know me it's going to be a nice conversation they know what I'm capable of but no really really grilled me for it so as they were bombarding me with questions I literally had a moment where I was like I can't do this anymore the interview was on Zoom, so I just pretended to freeze. <laughs> For fuck's sake. The bonus of having a Zoom interview is that your connection can drop out at any time. So how are they to know whether I've actually just frozen or not? I took a freeze break. <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry, I think you just broke up there. Could you repeat the question? I love that. And then I had time to think of an answer and it actually meant that I could breathe and just yeah. settle my mind for a moment. That that was, yeah, that I'd say that's the silver lining of how hideous interviews can be. Yes. But if they're on Zoom, you can you can wangle your way out of it nice and easy. To be honest, the other day, when I actually when I had that bad interview I was just speaking about before, I um, couldn't get my Zoom to work on my like personal laptop, so I was like, fuck, I'm just going to have to use my work one. But I stupidly didn't put, like, do not disturb on. It was on Teams, sorry, not Zoom. So I kept getting messages pop up, and it was pinging on my oh, thing no. in the middle of the interview. And I thought, fuck's sake, I'm just going to log out of that, so then it goes away. But obviously, I did it as I was in the interview, so I just logged out of the whole interview. I saw it disappear. You logged out of Zoom? I logged out of Teams, and the interview that was, oh. I was on was on Teams, and I was like, shit. Oh, I was 
sat there like no no. (laughs) you're like i've had enough for this bang main character energy this interview is not going the way i want it see you later i wish i'd not gone back into it to be honest the woman one of the women in it was so fucking rude then like i don't ever lie in interviews i don't big myself up like because i know that it will always get you caught out but they made me feel so on edge and they asked me about a certain role that i'd done i I bent the truth and then the guy interviewed me went who was your head of there and I said and he Fuck. went I actually worked at Topshop at that point and I thought oh you know that I've just fucking lied about what I oh, said shit um, the bad. so yeah that's another tip to never lie um yeah never lie it's like the apprentice when they um do their business plans but they and have they've totally bigged themselves up I'll say that they mm. were in the cricket team as their as their um <laughs> I always remember I watched it one time and it was like Claude in the interviews was brought up like, oh, what cricket team did you play on then? Because I've called the cricket team and they've never heard of you. Fuck. <laughs> it's when they like string them along. They're like, ask them a genuine question. Like, oh yeah, did you did you enjoy it? How many years did you play for? And they like proper go into it and then they're like, funny that because actually they never heard about you at all. They don't know <laughs> yes. who you fucking are, mate. And your heart just plummets. Yeah, never, oh, never God. do that. I would say never. I've never done that though. Thank God no, I can't speak for like experience. You've done it so that we don't have to. That was the only time. I also, the reason I did it was because I thought like it was going so bad. I thought I needed to impress them with something. Yeah, it can proper bamboozle you when it's going really badly. You tr- you clutch at straws, don't you? I've had some really bad ones, to be honest, over the last few years. Like, I finished one and I just cried. And I think when you hit like... I, I kept like hitting certain hundreds of jobs applications and thought this will be it now and then every time I was in the interview I was thinking this is number like 300 and something fucking job application I can't think bring myself to do another one and then I was getting in my head and stressing out even more about it so what would you say you've learned then what what are your tips do's don'ts never agains from interviews right biggest tip don't bother applying on easy in apply because everyone's <laughs> doing exactly what you're fucking doing don't even waste Fuck. your time you're never 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 that button is a trap it is a trap don't do it if you already see there's like 400 applicants don't even bother my biggest lesson is quality over quantity i'm sure everyone else is in a very similar boat but i hit over 550 job applications since i left uni because you can see all the ones on linkedin and see how many cvs you got and i thought i'm just going to add them all up five five oh that makes me feel sick physically sick but i was just applying for stuff i didn't even know i wasn't even editing my cv i was just sending it bulk sending it and then getting disheartened when i didn't hear back but the actual jobs that i've been taken through to the final stages of i've really took time to put into creating an interview uh, creating a cv that's like either branded because i'm going into marketing i've been basically editing the cv to be for example, like Charlotte Tilbury, I made it all look like Charlotte Tilbury-esque, did all the products on it um, for the one I've just done. I did something similar. So just applying for less, but putting more effort into the CVs um, and really tailoring your application and learning your CV. Because if you don't know your CV mm. and your examples that you can 
explain how how your CV basically relates to the job, then you're fucked. I mean, they're really basic tips, but they're something that I think when I was just bulk applying, I just thought, fuck it. I think it's easy to overlook those things, though. Like, it's so easy to take for granted that you've done your CV and you think that that's it now because you've sent it to them. They're not going to ask you about it or you think you know it. But actually, I've never been in an interview where mm. they've not opened with, so just tell me a little bit about yourself or can you just talk me through your CV? Even though they've got it there in front of me, they will want to know how you talk about your job and how you talk about your experience and the things that you bring up about certain jobs because you don't just learn one thing from one job. You will have learned so many different things that are applicable to yeah. so many different roles. Yeah. Like, I know that I've been applying for jobs outside of design, mm. still in fashion, but various different creative roles. And I've had to use the same experience, like the same actual job examples, but under each one I've picked out certain like three or four certain specific tasks that I was responsible for during those roles that are critical for the job I've been applying for and they might be different from A to B and it's important like you say to know those inside and out and really be confident and remember that you did that like you did that experience you know how how well you did you know that you managed it and you know that you're a professional in, in that field whether you've had six months a year five years that was your experience so make them confident that you know what you're doing because if you're not confident in what you're doing Mm. then they're not going to believe it and that's really that's something I've personally and you'll know this I've personally had to do a lot of work on recently because I was like how can I go in there and be really confident if you know they're better at it than me or they've got more experience than me or people that are applying have done it for longer or whatever Mm. bullshit you have just as much right as everybody else to be there if you've been offered an interview they want to see what you're made of they think you can do it yeah exactly so that should be a positive for you to remember i think definitely and you and i especially we've both gone for jobs that we we've not had the exact same job in every company or the exact same role like i've kind of moved out of directly working with product in fashion but i've still been able to tailor all my experiences to whatever the job is that's like the the main thing I think for me because I have had so many different areas that I've worked in being able to pinpoint and pick out my favorite areas of those things and then apply for the jobs that that match that that has made it a lot more naturally in interviews to talk about and they can see straight through you if you have just applied for a job because Mm. either the money or it's like I don't know you think oh well I will definitely be able to do that you need to go for something challenging and something that like you know you will enjoy I got um really disheartened after like some really bad interviews over the last few months and I just thought I'm just taking some time off like I don't even know what I want to do anymore I've never felt like that ever like always known I wanted to be a buyer I wanted to do this or at least want to be in fashion and one of the girls that I work with now she went right what do you actually want to do where do you see yourself in five years and I said I used to have such a clear plan and I don't anymore and it scares me she said go and look on a job website scroll through for a few hours and find a few job specs that you really like and then tell me what you like about them and then we can like I'll help you kind of look at what where you can go with that and then what you do is you find the job you want in five years and work your way back from it that's a really good tip that's a really good tip yeah i think we're so well i you know you just don't think to do that do you because there's jobs out there for at so many levels like that's the best way to look at what's out there is by actually looking at a job that you could apply for 
that's literally there. That's such a good tip. Where did you get that from? Was that a recruiter? No, one of the girls that I work with. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Um, I didn't do it to the extent of like highlighting everything that I wanted because I, cause I already quite enjoy some elements of my job at the moment. I thought, I know I like that. I know I, what I don't like out of roles. And that was kind of a bit easier to get to mm. to get it that way. Um, and then this job just came up and I thought, this is what I'd want to do. And interestingly enough, after the girl at my work told me this plan, like the five-year plan, the girl who was on my interview, so I had like the head of the department, and she was like, five years ago, I was sat in your position, I did your your role. And I, as soon as like she said mm. that on the interview, I thought, like, you know, when you can just immediately tell where it's going to go and, and that there's career prospects, and you know you've got an end goal with it, that you can almost see it's a bit more tangible if you're mm. planning it a little bit more. Because I think I've not been... I've just kind of applied for anything because I thought, oh, well, that will probably lead to that. Yeah, it's similar. I think it lead, it's it's important as well is to know what you're actually applying for because it's really yeah. easy to just read the title or see the brand and go, yeah, yeah, that's what I want, I want that. And then you get into it and actually you realise this maybe isn't for you or you're not as qualified no. as you thought you might be or you actually don't want to be in that field because there's so many like similarities between job titles like there's there's like a clothing designer accessories designer product designer user experience designer which is completely different that's like web design and coding and all of this thing so like look at because i've nearly applied for user experience designer jobs before because in a lot of companies they're just like designer or like mid stack heavy heavy stack whatever and it you've got to be so careful like i think people would probably filter you out on your CV, but don't take that chance. Or even if you think you want to change roles and go into a different field, really, I would say, put in some work to like look at exactly what you're going to be doing and not necessarily when you get to being at the top, but look at what you're going to be doing on your way up. Yeah, definitely. And see if you'd enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the top, the end goal might be where you want to be. And that's great. Like if you're prepared to work up through it, but think of all the things you've got to do to get there because you spend a long time doing those things another thing like post interview but this can also be if you're in the middle of interviews waiting to hear back always follow up with a little email i know these are like really simple things but they can really go far how soon though i leave it a week yeah like five working days yeah if you haven't heard back from them like because sometimes on the very rare occasion an amazing person in hr will actually send you a follow-up unprompted hallelujah praise the lord but oftentimes they won't so I always think if you've not heard anything after five days in the afternoon Mm. just a little email to say hey hope you're well yeah just wanted to check if there'd been any updates on the application looking forward to hearing from you or something like that sometimes they do just take time it's not something to worry about yeah one of my friends now I won't say what company but she um is like a social media marketing manager for a really big company and she said she did the interview and it took them six weeks to come back to her and then she got the job. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Six weeks is such a long time. Yeah, I mean, it was during last year, so maybe that was a bit more of an anomaly, but don't lose yeah. faith. Yeah, times are uncertain. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, I think it's important. Like, no, there's never, like, just because you haven't heard anything doesn't mean it's a bad decision. Yeah. I know people say no news is good news, but that's, Not always. it doesn't really mean anything. But yeah, I don't think there's any harm in 
just sending a follow-up because it shows the recruiter that you're still interested and that you're engaged and that you actually want the job because if you just don't hear anything it kind of shows that you don't really care well yeah exactly and as well like shows if you're eloquent how you communicate over email because it could probably get sent to the person that interviewed you and it's just another yeah um kind of way to follow up just making connections like that can go really far because i've had situations where i've gone for jobs emailed the recruiter not actually got the job but been like I've kept in touch with the recruiter I've kept in touch with the person in HR or or the the person on the team and I've actually been put forward for other jobs in that company as well so I think it you, you never lose connections especially with like LinkedIn now even just having somebody's email or having someone's LinkedIn profile that is there and they will remember you if you've yeah. made a bit of effort no, with no, them because no, exactly. they they will and it's always easier for them to reach out to you than it is for them to sift through a pile of CVs if they know that you're there ready for a job or you've got the right skills there's nothing stopping them from getting in contact with you so I always think every connection you make could potentially be it could potentially be a link to something else in the future so never like burn a bridge and never give up on something just because you think it's not you're going to be annoying to email them yeah that's another thing actually from making good connections and making a good impression at a previous job I was at it really helped me get the job that I'm in now even though I didn't love the job role I was in previously the people that I met and the reference that I got really really leveraged the fact that I got this role I definitely believe so and also LinkedIn with you speaking about connections obviously we spoke about getting jobs on there looking for jobs on there but just having your professional profile on there and networking with people through that is a really strong way to make your application stand out if someone can go through and look at your LinkedIn. I feel like we could talk about this forever. Yeah, I know, I know. We've probably got to wrap up in a minute. Just to touch on LinkedIn, to sort of round up, I know that previously it hasn't really been a fashion space. Like, I know when we were going to uni, there was no jobs on LinkedIn, like, at all. But now Mm. it's so open and there's so many fashion opportunities that go up on there. So really important, like you say, to keep that updated. And I would say... Just look through the jobs, even if you're not actually looking for a job at the minute, look through the jobs and keep active on there because the more you use it, it's like any social media platform, Mm. the more you use it, the more in tune it becomes with what you're looking for and what you're actually interested in. So it will come up with and show you the right applications for you and the right jobs Mm. for you. And it will show you to the right kind of people as well. So you'll network with the right people in the right circles that you want to be in. And it just does so much work for you now that we probably don't even understand. It's so important to keep that updated. And I use it all the time. Even just like saying congratulations on your friend when they've had their year anniversary at their job. That puts you up into people's profiles and people's lists. It's so good. It's such a good tool. If people are searching for certain things, you'll get... I don't know how the algorithm works, but, like, normally my posts on it would get a few hundred views. So you can see, like, views. It's not... They do likes and stuff, but it's more views. I did one when I left the COVID test centre. I'm not joking. It got over 40,000 views. Oh, that was, like... You were, like, LinkedIn famous, weren't you? Yeah, it blew up. Mama, I made it. But my point with that, not to big myself up with the views, but it's more... Never. never, It's more to explain that just from people commenting and then if, like, Johnny commented on it, his connections would all see it, but so so many people had, like, interacted with it that more and more people saw it. And if that could Mm. be, like... Like, I'd post stuff if my friends need jobs, vice versa. Um, If it's getting to different audiences, like, you're more likely to be exposed to someone that might be able to help you out. 
I feel like we could do a part two of this and maybe an update. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully I'll be able to dish some dirt on the outcomes of this last interview that I've had. So we'll be able to speak about it a lot more. Yeah, because it is something that I think people are really interested in, especially now because there'll be a new cohort of graduates that are graduating this summer, looking for jobs. So definitely think we can talk more about actual, like kind of what jobs are out there, what to expect from like your first job or how to like navigate a job change, all that kind of thing that, that leads on from what we've just spoken about today. Defo. I hope it's not been too boring. We wanted to make another little factual sort of episode. Everyone loved the fashion one that we did and also the factual side of the money Mm. one. So hopefully you found this useful, you've enjoyed it and know that you're not alone with how many jobs you're applying for, whatever stage of job applications you're applying for, we've been there. I feel really blessed. I don't, I'm really conscious that I know some people still are like unemployed or struggling to find work. I, I'm not trying to turn a blind eye to it, but I just want to show that we've both got through it and we're getting through it and want to take you all with us. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Next week also is when our episode with Foundation FM will come out. So make sure you go and listen. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. How excited. I'm really, really excited about this. It's been something that we've planned for for such a long time and I can't believe it's happening already so really excited to have you on board listen in and let us know what you think and tell your friends thank you so much to Alex at Runda Music for all of the tracks on the podcast we'll put his details down in the show notes